Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of the man that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Today's quote is read by Star Trek Enterprise star Kristen Bauer Van Stratton. It's a matter of fact. Life and death are probably just chapters in an infinitely greater experience that we're a part of. Welcome back to Quoting Gene Roddenberry and our guest, Rekha Sharma. And I just want to say I kind of dig that quote (laughs) on a lot of different levels. I mean, it's kind of just speaking in my wheelhouse because I think we're energy, man. We are energy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where that energy goes, where it came from, but... I think energy doesn't really dissipate. You know, my energy Mm -hmm. will be somewhere in the ether. But even when I read this quote, you know what I think of? I always daydream that, you know, uh, that we are in the future and that I can reach my hand into the parallel universe right there uh, Mm. and see the other the other choices, the other sliding door choices. But it also reminds me of past life stuff. You know, like, honestly, I've had some weird things where I was like, why am I studying German for no reason? And then I had a past life regression and I was a German man who was killed in the woods. <laughs> oh, wow. So I don't know if that's why I decided to study German for no, you know, but mm-hmm. but it's we're all interconnected and energy is energy. What do you guys think? Oh, for sure. I think that energy is energy. Um, And it's funny that you mentioned uh, your past life because I also uh, did like a little past life regression ritual thing. And I I wholeheartedly believe that I was a Viking in a former <laughs> lifetime. It's so weird. Like I, I so clearly saw it in my mind's eye of what I look like. And that is what resonates with me when you say, you know, energy just continues because I I, I, I kind of do believe in that. But like Reiko, when I talk about past life stuff, I don't honestly know if it's like, was I just picking up collective consciousness mm-hmm. stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, could just be someone else's energy that I, life that I picked up on. I don't actually, I'm not, I don't know for sure if it was my past life or yep. not, yep. but that's not even what the quote is about. It says, as a matter of fact, life and death are probably just chapters in an infinitely greater existence. I do believe in some kind of greater existence. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rika? Uh, I 100% do. Um, first of all, I'd like to just quickly say Kristen Bauer Van Stratton. Love that woman. I, I love <laughs> just hearing her read that quote. We spent some time together years ago, years ago at a convention in Australia, and she's just beautiful inside and out. So I just wanted to... Whoop, whoop, Kristen. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And yes, uh, as uh, many of the great 
spiritual teachers say death is not an annihilation, but more of a full stop at the end of a sentence or a pause. I can't remember something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, as we know, this entire existence that we live in, our bodies, all matter is constantly changing. And the only thing that is eternal is energy. The only thing that is constant is nothing of matter. Do you know these uh, French philosophers, Deleuze and Guattari? Because they have a book called um, A Thousand Plateaus. And and I love this concept in it. We are always in a state of becoming, which is kind of kinetic when you think about it, right? We are always, which means we're never really... And we're already becoming something else by the time we've attained this thing. So in, in you know, to wit with what you said. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what that means. So now I'm curious about those books. Um, but but <laughs> they're yeah. obscure French philosophers. It's, cool, it's, cool. I'll, I'll take the Coles notes from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my reading stack is high. Y- yeah, just. There's no, to me, there is no way that this is all we have. It, it's just, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Do you think that that's something that we grab onto as we get older? Because I'll say for myself, I never, I always called myself like a time Lord and joked around about being, you know, like immortal, whatever. And now if people know time Lord lore, I'm hearing the beating of the drums uh. and um, <laughs> it's rather disconcerting. Uh, that just means I get that. It's not this, this package I'm in now is not infinite forever. You know, it's got an expiration date and that's not necessarily a bad thing because per what Reka said, it goes on the end. I, whatever this is, which is not this physical package, uh, whatever my soul, my essence is, I believe that that will do whatever it's supposed to afterwards. You know, I've never been somebody who particularly feared death. I'm not looking forward to it, by the way. I'm not yeah, saying that. Yeah. And I would like it to be peaceful. But I'm just saying I always as a kid was like, yeah, whatever. I won't be here. So I won't know. You know, that was always my philosophy about it. Whereas I know other people are really freaked out and scared. You know, they spend their whole young lives worried about dying eventually or, you know, anyway. Mothers and fathers spend their whole lives worrying about whether or not we're going to, you know, make it. Uh, one day. I think, you know, as someone who's lost a dad and I had a brother who passed away at 27 or 8, I, you know, life is such a gift. That's how I look at it. So as I've aged and grown and I'm aged now, I try not to whine about, no, I, well, Trent knows we've talked about it as a Gen Xer, but I try not to whine about it because um, it's a privilege to be alive at any mm-hmm. age. It mm-hmm. really is. It's a privilege. To, 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 it's a luxury to see my face get older and my thoughts grow more mature. It's a luxury. Not everyone has that. It's true. It's true. I, for a long time, I'll, I'll be I'll, a big reveal here. For a long time, you know, people would say, uh, oh, it's such a blessing to be alive. And I would just think, is it? <laughs> I still think that once in a while, Rika. Listen, not, it's only shifted recently. Really? What made it shift for you? Out of if you don't a lot mind sharing, of spiritual practice, frankly, a lot of uh, uh, right of uh, letting go of trying to control my existence and mm-hmm. understanding that there's you know there's something greater and, and that, that, and finding a life raft that is, that is real. I'm, I'm, pu- I'm pulling from other conversations. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and Trent, and Trent, like we're not necessarily even talking about 
the pearly gates in heaven. Although mm-hmm. we could be if that's right. your bag, man. Right. You know, if that's where you know that your energy is going beautiful. But it's not even that concrete, is it, Trent? No, no. And what's very interesting is, you know, we talk so much about, you know, Gene Roddenberry as a sci-fi writer and as a humanist. And this quote isn't necessarily scientific, necessarily. Um, And he says, it's a matter of fact. Like, he's very clear with what he's saying with this quote. It's a matter of fact that life and death are probably just chapters in an infinitely greater existence. But look how he hedges with the probably. (laughs) (laughs) I like a qualifier myself, Mr. Roddenberry. I do. But matter of fact is very, very strong. It's a very, very bold way to start uh, what he's saying. And when we think about Star Trek, you know, there, there are a lot of religious or I'll say spiritual themes that resonate through the various series, particularly Deep Space Nine, which is, uh, for me, it's the series that is most grounded to what we experience it now. There, it's, it's very political, it, there's a war, and it's very religious. And the prophets, the, the gods that the Bajorans uh, worship or uh, believe in, don't believe in linear time, so death does not exist for them. And they're very confused when uh, when humans talk to them about like before and after. They don't really understand what that's what that's like. And it's it's I love that that there is a place for that as well in a show like Star Trek, in a in a in a storied franchise about science and exploration, that there is also space for that kind of conversation as well. I love the concept because I kind of I've I always often, besides being a time lord, refer to myself as a changeling because time slips around for me and mm-hmm. moves in a completely different way than other mm-hmm. people. Like I'll look up and a, everybody's grown and a, and, and a, a month has gone by and it seemed like five minutes for yeah. me. So yeah. I've it's just the way that it's always been. And rather than try to judge it, I just try to work with it. And, you know, or maybe I am a changeling. I don't maybe know. Maybe you are. <laughs> Possibly. One of the founders. But also, I believe that time, you know, this is how we perceive time here. Mm-hmm. Time is different on a mountaintop. Everyone knows it runs a little slower, right? At a higher elevation, yeah. different things. So I love the idea that there's a planet out there where people are like, we know. <laughs> we we know <laughs> totally and i think i think you know i think there's a planet inside of us each one of us mm-hmm. where, we, where mm-hmm. we do know where we're like okay calm down right but i love that a planet inside of each of us yeah i do yeah i love it because i can tell you don't mean it in that los angeles self-centered way of i am the, the planet, planet. <laughs> you all just revolve i am the sun and you all revolve around me and you can't live without all me over the world that, it doesn't need to be there but you guys know what i'm saying because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people in town who do kind of revolve like that right it's all everything is just extraneous to their solar system and i love that you're like no no no, no i and my own planet and solar system. Yeah. And then, you know, you you get to take responsibility for your existence. And, yeah. you know, what I love about this is it's, it's, you know, everybody has to deal with the existential crisis. And I think he's talking yes. about that. And, yep. you know, and that we, we talked about on other episodes, you know, our desire to control our, our uh, world that we live in. And, and, and we can't. That, and, and that's the existential crisis is that realization that, we, that you know, that we can't. 
control our existence. (laughs) What? What? No. But Trey, you actually don't hear people talk, uh, use the term existential crisis so much anymore. And I think it's valid. It's a valid term. Like, I remember my boomer dad used to draw art stuff and he wrote a card saying roaming the zeitgeist prairie, you know, because he was like an old hippie. (laughs) And, um... Those are older. Those are concepts that we we kind of should, I think, reincorporate back in. We're finally talking about things like anxiety, which most of us carry. Mm -hmm. And and I certainly do. And what what is that? You know, that's an existential angst. That's it's at the heart of everything for everybody. It's it's, It's also living in the future, don't you think? Like when I'm in anxiety, I'm I'm jumping into the future and what could go wrong. Yeah, yeah. 100% 100% or or letting the past dictate, you know, whatever it is. It's I think depression can be when we let the past. I'm living in the past and I'm trying to reap. I'm trying to time travel back in time and change that event that already happened. And it's, I think, a structure, a belief structure that is the opposite of what he's talking about here. The, this belief structure that that this time here is is limited Mm-hmm. And, and sort of almost a lack mentality thing, right? Like, well, you better hold on to this thing because it's going to be gone soon. Yeah. Oh. Uh, See, I, f- I feel like I better do the best I can with this life because, yeah. like, when I'm born yeah. again, yeah. I don't yeah. want to come back. I want to come back as someone who's smarter than me and more together than me and all of those more enlightened than I am. So it really does keep me, uh, I've always been someone who stayed on the straight and narrow anyway, because as a kid, I always got caught if I ever did anything wrong. (laughs) And so that was my, no, it was my good lesson to learn, which is just don't do anything wrong, true. Or try not to. doesn't mean I don't do wrong things at all, you know. Listen, I do wrong things all the time, but at least daily. (laughs) If I'm trying to do right, if I'm trying to live, you know, I had to make a decision yesterday, you know, there was like, I had somebody kind of chirping on the devil's shoulder going, let's do this. And I was like, that's <laughs> tempting. And I said, no, you know what? I, it doesn't feel clean. I feel yeah. such a good point. Relaxed in my body when I say no to that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to throw in for people is if you decide to say yes to the devil on your shoulder, my thing is own the choice, right? Like yep. if I know, I gain weight when I look at a donut and I choose to eat a box of donuts, then I, I have to own that I'm probably going to gain three to five pounds from this box mm-hmm. of donuts and I'm OK mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> yeah. But I do that to avoid the shame spiral. I'm like, no, bitch, you wanted these donuts. <laughs> <laughs> You're owning this choice, girl. Um, and that's just a very small example. Obviously, donuts are inconsequential and there are many bigger things that we make these choices with. But I feel like when I, the more I do the right thing, the higher vibe my energy is. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. more light I shine and the more people want to be around me and that's what I want for the rest of my existence like per this to wrap it up per this quote like it's life and death and probably these chapters these are these are probably just chapters in an infinitely greater experience I'm a part of and I'm aware that there's so much greater than my um, humanistic needs yeah you know uh, anyway any last thoughts you guys yeah I think you know align align yourselves let's align ourselves with that infinitely greater existence yeah let's think about that every morning wow what a privilege to have this this moment on this earth Let's let's do what we can with it. Yeah, we are the authors of our life's chapters and we can do uh, the best we can with them. We and and that's all that we can do. So and some chapters are better than others, Trent, yeah, right? Absolutely. <laughs> like like this was a wonderful chapter in our 
quoting Gene Roddenberry's saga. Uh, so if you would like to watch a video of Kristen reading this quote, you can check it out on Roddenberry's social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us, post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.